Hello and welcome to Coffee and Combos. I am your host, Liz Bullard, and this is the podcast where we talk about um, casual conversations with um, elected officials, residents, things that are affecting them, whether it be in politics, wellness, the arts. And I am excited and enthused to have uh, my friend here, Jackie Jamila Jackson. She is running for Board of Education. She is active in the community, but I will allow her to kind of let the people know what do you want them to know about you because your resume is lengthy. Yes, Thanks, Liz. My name is Jacqueline Jamila Jackson, and I'm running for Board of Education Commissioner Row C, Independent Party. Um, I've been a resident of Waterbury for nine years now, very active in the community, very passionate about education, and I'm putting in my first bid for commissioner. Congrats and welcome um, to the world of politics. (laughs) Thank you. And so I want to dabble in and ask you a little bit about how has that been, but before, um, I'd like to ask people, Is coffee, is that like your number one go-to? Are you a coffee drinker? If so, do you like like a nice dark roast, something strong, or like a lighter kind of coffee person? I definitely am a coffee drinker. I've been drinking coffee since I was probably about two years old. My grandmother (laughs) used to put it in a saucer with some milk and some sugar for me. Oh. So definitely. Having your little tea parties. Yes, definitely a lifelong coffee drinker, and the more robust, the better. (laughs) Like a strong. Yes. So how has it been, um, this is like your first time officially going for politics for an elected board official, uh, official, correct? Correct. So how has that, this experience been? It's really been fun. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought it was going to be this big, scary mm-hmm. process, but it really has just been very easy because I'm a part of the community. And mm-hmm. so you're just going and talking to your people. You know, these are the people you see every day you interact with. And so now you're just interacting for a different reason. Do you think it makes it a little easier coming in when it's kind of natural? Like you talked about, you've already been involved. You've been in part of the community. This has been, this is just an extension of what you've already been doing. Do you think it'd be a little harder if you weren't as involved? I definitely think it would be because um, I think sometimes when you're asking people to do something for you when you haven't shown up first to do something for them, mm. it it feels sometimes a little transactional rather than just um, the people that you already know and work with and support in mm-hmm. other ways now turning and supporting you um, in your efforts. And we kind of talked about this. Um, I've talked with other people that have kind of sat down with me about the voter turnout but also not just locally, but nationally, because you talked about kind of being transactional and showing up for people first mm-hmm. before you want them to show up. Do you think that's hurting people? The fact that people want to run for office, whether it's, you know, from the president on down, Senate and state representative and all of that. But people have not really seen them beforehand. Do you think that's why voter turnout is kind of lower than it typically is there's you know there's a lot of reasons for low voter turnout Mm -hmm. um but one of them definitely being like a lack of trust Mm -hmm. in people you know their politicians really do get a bad rep Mm -hmm. and um it's hard to overcome that um that history that that viewpoint that Mm -hmm. politicians are just greedy and they're for Mm -hmm. themselves but i think that sometimes you know there's a lot of sometimes there could be a lot of voter fraud Mm -hmm. there can be um voter suppression Mm -hmm. Um, people can have difficulties getting to the polls for whatever reason mm-hmm. because of time, you know, working mm-hmm. hours or um, inaccessibility in some way. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of reasons. Um, and then sometimes people get apathetic because they don't see the people that they've elected doing anything mm-hmm. uh, for them. Very true. 
Um, I also wanted to kind of ask you a little bit about the Board of Education. So in thinking about the Board of Education, I think people just kind of don't know what they do. Um, can you shed any light on some of the things that the board does or that you would want them to do? Well, <clears throat> the board does a myriad of things. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of a cooperative, collaborative effort with the hired people. And then you have the side that's elected. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of the issues that come before the board are have to do with like what are we, how we're going to educate these kids as far as like almost like warehousing them, mm-hmm. you know, build, uh, allocating funds for building new schools, mm-hmm. how you're going to divide up the, uh, the neighborhoods. Are you going to have these, um, kind of intermediate schools where they have like the pre-K mm-hmm. to eighth grade. So the restructuring of the grades. Right. Like there's a lot to do with that. And with that restructuring comes the whole like, oh, we need funding to build new facilities or to expand the facilities we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of Board of Education meetings that I've gone to have ha- have dealt with mostly funding. Um, grants that they're going for, grants that they've lost because they didn't use them mm-hmm. in the amount of time or appropriately. Um, sometimes controversies dealing mm-hmm. with uh, dress codes and suspensions, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So there's a lot of things the board does. Interesting. And what I think they should be doing, I really don't like to shoot on people, because <laughs> especially in, you know, I'm going out for this yeah. office, but it's one that I have not held. And so, yes. you know, I have to have a certain amount of humility that mm-hmm. there's things that I don't know mm-hmm. about the inner workings of the board. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the minority hiring is a, should be a huge priority and they've made it one. And um, I think that um, we do need to kind of mix things up a little bit more, more diversity with people um, who can take a step back and re-enter these schools and these communities mm-hmm. and find out from the parents, the teachers, the students what they need. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to kind of go back to, you talked about funding, mm-hmm. and it seems a lot, whether it is in the local or the state, it seems like education. We talk about how important the kids are and how important it is to get an education, but it seems like there is a lot of cuts when it comes to education. Um, I know you mentioned again that you have not held this seat, but when you think about supplementing the funding or the income, do you have any ideas on how um, we can get something done with a limited budget? Is there a collaboration that maybe that could happen that you kind of are thinking in the back of your mind? Well, as I I said the other day when I was interviewed um, on the radio that I don't believe that there's a a lack of funding or limited funding. I think that the problem is how we prioritize Mm. things. There's there's always money for what they want to spend money for. True. You never hear about cutbacks to stipends. True. You never hear about, you know, cutting the, the superintendent's salary, cutting this person. They don't cut back on the things that are important to them. Mm. They cut back where the programs are for the children. So making education the top priority, if we have the correct priorities, we'll always have money for what we need. And I like how you talk about um, prioritizing what is important to them Mm -hmm. and that's the thing there's different things that might be important to people whether it's ending the bullying the dress code the curriculum and you know how do you do that how does someone in the community get their voice out there to say hey this is important to me i want funding towards that can you shed out any light on that is it upon the politician to kind of seek out those people and find out what's important to them or do you have things already in your mind that you're hearing that are important well um 
it's never just one way to do anything. Mm-hmm. You have to have these uh, multiple multiple approaches mm-hmm. to issues. So some people are going to show up and voice their opinion. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are not mm-hmm. for different reasons, whether they can't get there at that mm-hmm. time, or some people are just really shy. Mm-hmm. They don't really they don't see this process as their process, mm-hmm. right? So then you have to then have uh, elected officials who care enough about the people to go to where they are and engage them. Mm-hmm. It comes from different ways. They can do surveys, mm-hmm. um, you know. Some, Which we've had in the yeah. city in, in the past, the surveys. I don't know necessarily the response and how the information was used. But I think that uh, that's interesting that you bring that up as a way to reach people. Right. Well, we I've seen surveys done in the past that were literally handed to me by the crossing guard when I was dropping my kids off at school. Really? And I was like, this is it's very unorthodox, yeah. but OK. Um, but then when you have people handing out surveys, they're only handing them to people who they have a relationship with usually. Oh. So that's other people who are like them and think like them. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily going into the greater community. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a problem with disseminating information in mm-hmm. the city. It only seems to reach a certain amount of people, the yes. same, same club of people yes. all the time. And other people never know about the things that are happening. And it, it's unfortunate because I like how you touched upon um, the people who do not necessarily vote. And yes, we encourage people to go out there and vote and have their voice be known. But I think that people feel like they're not going to be reached either. And so if we go out, my hope is that if those people are reached and it's like, hey, I do want to hear about your concern, they will feel kind of like you're going back to that relationship rather than being transactional. Like, hey, I do care about your your voice. Come out and vote so that it can be supported, but mm-hmm. I'm also going to fight for you. Well, I think like... One of the issues is that when a person takes the time to approach you and tell you that about a problem, mm-hmm. they're giving you a little bit of trust at that yes. moment. And then they're going to sit back and watch what you do with what they just gave you. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't do anything with what they gave you, they're not, don't expect them to show up and give more of their themselves, their mm-hmm. time, their attention, mm-hmm. their belief in mm-hmm. you. Very true. Um, as far as the curriculum goes, because you were not always here in... Um, Connecticut, you were mm-hmm. also from Texas. Right. So when you think of curriculum, you know, do you see a difference in the two states? And if so, is there a little bit of that you'd like to see back here in Connecticut? Well, you know, I definitely recognize that Connecticut is a wholly different place than mm-hmm. Texas, right? But what I noticed, the difference is in Texas, you actually had a curriculum. Mm-hmm. And it was accessible and you knew what it was. The kids had textbooks, mm-hmm. came home with books every day. Mm-hmm. And here, it's very, very difficult to get a straight answer on what the curriculum is across the board for your children. They just, for a long time, they didn't even have one. And now they're getting it in like stages, bits and pieces. We math one year, English another year. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that we need a full set curriculum that everybody knows about and everyone has access to. It should be on the website, publicized, and your children should have textbooks to show for it. I agree, because I think that when you think of the materials that the children are using, isn't current enough for them to be supported and their education to be supported? Is it allowing um, the topic to be conveyed? Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any uh, thoughts on the curriculum, how to make it either more updated or accessible to the children? As far as whether using different mediums, whether that is incorporating more technology. Well, our children definitely need to understand technology because that is the way the world is going. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they'll be left really far behind if they don't have access to technology. At the same time, we need to be very careful and limit screen time because Mm. that definitely has an effect on children. Um, their psychology, how they mm-hmm. never go outside anymore, you mm-hmm. know, so we have to learn to balance that. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, 
I don't think there's anything wrong with having textbooks or at least a textbook on yes. uh, because an you iPad. Because you have to use how to use, use that medium. Right. Or something that has um, where the subject matter is contained in one place and they can access it, whether that be a, a, a link to a website mm-hmm. or something. Um, and I don't really think that it's that difficult. I think we just, once again, we're not prioritizing the important things. Mm. And it goes back to, again, like you said, prioritizing. And so it'd be nice to kind of see um, a little bit more diversity on the board as far as, you know, we talk a little bit about where people are from or this Mm -hmm. or that, which brings me to my next question. So I want to start something on Coffee and Convos, which is a Coffee and Convo thought-provoking question for the week, where I hope that listeners will... Um, kind of engage online when they see the question and kind of give their take. But I also hope that you kind of have a chance to engage with people and give your take on it. So the question that I have for you and that I'd also like to see answered throughout the week is, who should make up the Board of Education? Meaning, should it consist of parents, elected officials, teachers, and students, or just the elected officials who may not necessarily be involved in education currently? Ooh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. So it's another should question. Mm-hmm. So that it makes it an ideal, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes ideals don't really, exactly. they don't pan out when you try to put them and make them a reality. Um, you definitely cannot have teachers and administrators on the Board of Education because the rule is that you cannot be employed by the Waterbury Public Schools and then also hold elected position mm-hmm. because you can obviously see that there's a conflict of interest mm-hmm. there. I think that parents are great people to run. I am a parent. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, there are people who have, you know, boots on the ground. They see, you know, well, secondhand, but almost firsthand, what goes on in the schools, the the challenges to the children, um, as you know, just like the teachers do. So I, I definitely think that elected officials balanced with um, some kind of maybe a committee of parents that they have to run things through for like accountability mm-hmm. and to, you know, to keep their finger on the pulse of what's happening in the city. I like that, and I like how um, the collaboration of it, to kind of see what can be birthed out of it, mm-hmm. um, because I think it takes everyone. We talk about how it takes a village to raise a child, right. <laughs> so it takes a village to kind of support them educationally. Right. Um, so that's the question. It will be posted during the week, so mm-hmm. I hope to get some responses and some engagement on that to see... Um, you know, and to get back to the elected officials on, like, these are the ideas that are out there. Mm-hmm. Again, another... Um, a form of engaging and finding where people are that you might not necessarily reach. Right. So um, you mentioned the radio. And is there anything that was kind of said on the radio that you wish that, because there wasn't necessarily, um, there was one debate for the Mm -hmm. Board of Education, correct? One, yes. Yes. So in between the, um, the radio and the debate, is there anything else that you would have liked mentioned or had opportunity to kind of talk about? Hmm a good question i mean i think we covered so much Mm -hmm. i think that one of the things that we did discuss but maybe needs to be reiterated was like diversity the whole idea of diversity and what that means Mm -hmm. these days people see diversity as just being about race Mm -hmm. right it's so vast it is like um you have uh, diversity in race but you also have like orientation gender disability right disability those kinds of things it's like and the biggest one being diversity of opinion and thought and I don't think that there's a lot of topic on that as far as diversity. I think you're you're right. I agree that it sometimes rests on the things that you can see. Mm-hmm. But if we don't have diversity of idea, we can't be progressive and we mm-hmm. can't grow. Right. 
So thank you so very much for sitting with me. Thank you. So on the ballot, you, so for, so as I know sometimes you mentioned that people know you as Jackie, they know you as Hamila. So on the ballot, how do they find you? So my, on the ballot, I am listed in 7C, Jackie Jamila Jackson. All right, Board of Education. So again, get out there and vote. Um, we and again, you know, I appreciate everyone who is out there running. It is not an easy thing to do, but they're putting themselves out there and looking for change. And I hope that we have some new ideas for this upcoming um, year. Oh, last question, because mm-hmm. um, I don't know if people know how long does a person sit on the Board of Education? How many like their term? How long is it? Yeah, I let me see. I believe that the seats rotate now, mm-hmm. and so every two years, I think it is. But you know what? I'm not sure now that I think of it. Mm-hmm. I uh, I can't remember if no, it's two or it four. It has to be four now because Melissa ran and she's not running this time. So that's, that's right. Four. It is four years in the it's autumn or two. Yes. All right. All right. Now we know. Now. <laughs> and knowing <laughs> is half the battle. There you go. So again, thank you so much for sitting down, and best of luck. Thank you.